Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey! What a scary way to start an audio file. <laughs> hey, oh, sorry. <laughs> did somebody, did something fly by the car? <laughs> You on a train? What's that? Uh, I always hate it when you hear those like. Uh, you on a run? The, when you listen to the radio and they've got that like a lawyer ad and it has like sirens in it. It's like this is not a good bit. This isn't funny. <laughs> hey, but you paid attention to it. Is yeah. it accidente? Is it? Is it? Oh, the- is it Francesca's insurance? You ever see it? It's like this one woman yeah. and she's got insurance agencies all over LA. Yeah. Speaking of insurance, I can assure you that you're listening to only stupid, stupid answers. answers. We got there. Oh, I'm gonna go cry about that <laughs> intro later. Oh boy, that was rough. <laughs> Welcome to Only Stupid Answers, the best damn podcast you could put your ears into. That was over a year ago we came up with that saying. Didn't yeah. make sense then. Makes more sense now. Exactly. So in this podcast, we usually talk about fun pop culture stuff, including movies, yep. TV shows, yep. comic books. Not anymore, maybe. What? Zang got you. <laughs> uh, sometimes uh, video games. Maybe. Sometimes ghosts. I love it. Uh, the mysteries, the unknown, the universe, time travel, all of that fun stuff. Literally whatever pops into our brains. Plus tangents. Exactly. <laughs> uh, for more on uh, about our podcast, uh, videos that we do on YouTube, our new merch store at Teespring, you can go to- Jesus, we got a lot I going on. I know, we got on. so much going on. For all of that and more, you can go to OnlyStupidAnswers.com. That has all our social media that has links to uh everything that we like to do and like to talk about on any given week so please go check that out uh for more you mentioned it pretty quick but just want to make sure up top that everyone in the seattle area that is attending emerald city comic-con make sure you stop by on february 28th to outsiders comics and geek boutique yep 5 p.m we're gonna be doing uh or dj's gonna be doing a signing for chaos theory but i'm gonna be moseying around the store grumbling at young kids who yeah exactly in the economy you know, that kind of stuff uh, it's gonna be a blast and then if you are attending the convention we're gonna be walking around talking to creators um doing like a little adventure vlog type thing so if you want to pop in that make sure you come find us speaking about vlogs as well our youtube channel we've been posting uh weekly movie reviews for new releases we have black panther and this week dj did annihilation fully tackled did I say that right? Yes. Thank you. Annihilation. It's a good review. Go check it out. I haven't watched it yet, but it's... after your sp- speaks on it, uh-huh. your words on it, I'm going to go check it I out. I wish you would go watch it. I want to talk to somebody about it. Just say a thing about it. The, well, I'll say it about it and what we're into, probably. Bear. The, the bear. Bear. Good Lord, the bear. <laughs> uh, uh, my, yeah. What we're into this week is going to be fantastic. But you guys, you're hearing the sweet, sweet voices early in the morning. I'm still stuffed up from DJ Waldridge at that's DJ Talks Trash. Me, that's me. I'm DJ at DJ Talks Trash. If you Trash. listen, he's taller. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the one that also has also been talking is Sam at Sam Basher <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram and all that fun stuff. 
That's it. Uh, so there's a ton of places you can listen to this podcast. I mean, you're listening to it, so you've found it. But like iTunes, uh, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, all that fun stuff. Sometimes I turn on all of those at the same time just to hear what it sounds like to be in surround sound. But we like to uh, have five-star reviews on iTunes, and we like to read those five-star reviews. And Sam, I've got one right here. May I read it, please? Better whip it out. That's a bad saying. Go ahead yeah. and read it. <laughs> uh, First-time listener by... Uh, K-M-R-A-J-3 Kimraj 3 I think mm-hmm. uh, Listen to you guys for the first time yesterday And I'm already three podcasts in So I'd say I'm hooked Love the banter and topics you guys cover So just keep doing what you're doing Because I'm a fan Smiley face Should we start reading like If we have like lower scores Should we read that? Or nope. would that promote the I think that would promote the lower scores You bastards yeah, we, we, <laughs> Fortunately we have very few lower scores My favorite one My <laughs> We got to mention the one because it was, it was, the more I think about it, the more funny it is. It was somebody commented about the time travel episode. They're like, eight minutes of just banter before they even talked about time travel. It's like, yeah, that's what we do. Yeah. That's our, that's our style. That's true. We're just not for you, man. I'm sorry you can't keep up with us hip kids and our new wave. Mm, things whatever all right but guys thank you for joining us we also like to uh talk about what we're into this week and yes. on our reddit reddit.com slash r slash only stupid answers you guys fill out of uh like a little thread yes. and we're gonna read off a couple of those but dj kick it off i'm excited to talk about my thing you go with yours. <laughs> you do yours it's definitely gonna be lesser i'm gonna start with mine um Man, it's been a busy week, dude. It's been a busy week, man. I've been I've been catching up on Altered Carbon. You know what I've been watching? You know what a good one because I was going to talk about Annihilation, but you haven't seen it yet. So like, I can't really go into more detail than I did in my review, other than the fact that I enjoyed it. Um, uh, a lot of people um, are comparing it to some Tarkovsky films like uh, Solaris and Stalker, mm-hmm. um, if that means anything to you. Uh, so, so I enjoyed that movie. It stars Natalie Portman. It's directed by Alex Garland. Um, it's just a fun kind of like um, headier sci-fi monster movie, basically. Um, but I need to I need to throw that away. Uh, I'm playing with one of those little squishy things, and I started to hear it on the mic. It's no good. Um, so uh, I've been watching American uh, Crime Story. And uh, the, the assassin, the assassination of Gianni Versace, and assassination, assassination. That's the name of the thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, I, I don't, th- I don't think it technically constitutes an assassination. While you talk, I'm gonna look that up. Okay, um, but uh, it's, I, it's not sticking with me as much as uh, the People versus O.J. Simpson. Um, I heard great cast though. It, it's an amazing Which, cast. That means very little because they they always cast very well. Yeah, they, they're always yeah. It's an it's a, a it's an amazingly cast film, and it's an, an interesting take on the true crime uh, following a serial killer. They're obviously they're investing more in uh, the serial killer this time because whereas with OJ, you, it's it's a little more ambiguous. Um, with this one, it's like no, we know who did it. It's Andrew Cunanan. Um and it's it's interesting because of how much he was able to get away with prior, uh, bef- to. prior to his to what ended up happening to him. I don't. I, do I want to spoil true? It's history. It's it's, it's also <laughs> the name of the yeah no no but show. no even before yeah before he got uh, to Gianni but also just because um, he also uh, murdered a famous. A Chicago developer, and that but, wasn't found out until later, right? Who did it? Exactly? No, they, they knew. That's the thing is, before Gianni, oh. like they knew his name, they knew what he was doing, they knew he was in Florida. He was using his own name in Florida. He was pawning stuff at pawn shops, which the FBI look at, and he was using his own name, and they still did not catch him before he. Jesus, they Christ. They, they dropped the ball 
Yeah. They drop the ball, and spoiler, they never catch him. Murder an important person in a surprise attack for political or religious reasons. Yeah, this was not for political or religious reasons. But I guess surprise a death of a famous person. Yeah, and um, and uh, Darren Chris play, plays Andrew Cunanan. Um, He's great, and I know those uh, musical nerds out there love a very Harry Potter people. You know what I'm talking about. You know what you're talking about. <laughs> Edgar Ramirez plays Gianni Versace. Ricky Martin plays uh, Versace's lover. Good for Ricky Martin. Uh, Penelope Cruz, he's good in it. Uh, plays Donatella, uh, Gianni's uh, sister. And I think it's it, it's the most interesting aspect of it is because it's set in the in the mid to late '90s, and um, a lot of what. Uh, Andrew's able to accomplish as a murderer is under the guy guise of a of a um, uh, male prostitute, mm. a gay male prostitute, and so he he the impression the series gives you is that he was able to accomplish a lot of what he was able to accomplish because the gay community was still somewhat underground, and so they didn't have the support of of the legal community, the law community, mm-hmm. um, and didn't feel weren't weren't able to reach out to them to stop this person you know what i mean to so be like like uh like the chicago um uh, developer who had been married to a woman for a very long time mm. and was doing this on the side so that's Ruh-roh. yeah nobody nobody knew what was going on mm-hmm. and so it allowed it, it allowed this stuff to continue to happen uh which is but unfortunate the, it's, it's unfortunate that you can already have a kind of like i'm going to use the term oppressed community mm-hmm. uh and and people like Kunan and can take advantage of that mm-hmm. uh, to do even more diabolical shit. Jesus. Yeah. So, you know, take, take care of the people around you, I guess, is the moral of that story. <laughs> and it, it, interesting idea. I mean, the OJ trial was so crazy. In yeah, it's so hard to aspects. top that because yeah. it's it's so like when they say the trial of the century, it's like no joke. It's, mm-hmm. it's It was nuts. And so this is more a little bit more methodical. It's pacing is interesting because it starts with uh, the murder of Versace and then it moves backwards. Mm-hmm. And what's really, I think the other very laudable aspect of it is most of these true crime, like especially like lifetime true crime movies. It's like, it's just like digging into all the salacious details and all that shit and really focusing on the murderer. This spends a lot of time with the victims mm-hmm. and who they were and how, uh, they perceive the world and why it's a tragedy that they're gone. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, I think that's really interesting and important too. Very cool. Yeah. Well, guys, you can check that out. It's on FX. Three things for me. Number one, I really, I have a Starbucks, frappuccino in a glass and it makes this fun sound <laughs> big fan of that okay second um i saw my dad order porno live they're on Yay! a world tour right now shout out so if you guys can get tickets go check it out you were hanging out with daisy ridley that, daisy this, ridley was there yeah. and um i had to look up her name and it's blanking uh from my brain right now let me get her uh, uh uh let me get let me look it up really quick uh, but she was the, she was on the Flash. She played Golden Glider. Oh yeah, 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 um, yeah. She was on a. They had a frequency. She, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that actress's name is Peyton List. There, there you we go. go. Saw her there. I didn't say hi to either of the women. They were having their own fun. I didn't want to. They and they were separate. They weren't together. So, mm-hmm. uh, but it was very cool um, to see that the show was amazing. It went off great. Uh, little hint to what it is because I want it to be a surprise for people but it was advertised as a reading of the chapter that Rocky Flintstone the writer thought was too horrible to put into a book and not horrible as in like oh no don't want to read that it's just like it's like Rocky terrible it's like it's bad porn it's like it's the worst of how bad it can get in this book series. Nice. So it's it's a great read, and they have like fun activities they do during the shows. It was a it was a load of fun. Uh, I posted some pictures online. Uh, but my thing I'm into this week yeah. is Finland and how it doesn't <laughs> exist. 
What? Have you heard about this? No. There's a conspiracy theory. I don't believe it, but I've yeah. just been reading into it that Finland doesn't exist. That it was a it was a ploy uh, between a couple different countries that wanted to get uh, access to the fishing grounds uh, near Finland. Yeah. So they created Finland, and that no one actually lives there. No one actually lives in Finland. They live in East Sweden, and Finland doesn't exist. Like that that country doesn't exist. But it has embassies and has all this. Like it, it, that's the thing is it exists. Yeah. But it's it's a fun rabbit hole to go down. Why are who cares? Like, like, no, who cares enough to want to believe that it doesn't? Like, it was a prank, but then when sometimes people do pranks, yeah, like here comes a dig. You write a science fiction novel, and then a whole religion gets made off of it. <laughs> Ooh, Scientology! <laughs> Don't kill us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like, like that, uh, and but then you create something like this, and then people start buying into it really fast because they never get the first lead of this isn't real, like, yeah. and then they go further into it. So yeah. it's really fun to read into like what like he uses uh i have a, a article pulled up really quick but um he he uses the trans-siberian railway and nokia phones and japanese fishing routes as a way to like show that finland doesn't exist that no one actually lives in that country which is amazing and if you guys it's, if you guys it's shocking to me the people care enough like 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 flat earthers like what are you doing like what's what's going on in your world that this is something that you need to like plant your flag on? It's so great. Look at this. Yeah, there's no one that lives in Finland. Finland. No one lives there. there. I've hopefully I've been saying Finland the whole time. It's all the same. No, you've been saying Finland. Oh, okay, cool. yeah. I got scared because yeah. I read Norway. I'm like, have I been saying Norway? Norway? The whole no, time? you've been saying no, Finland. guys. Norway uh, exists. This. Finland doesn't, doesn't exist. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's been a blast. But here we go, really quick, guys. I recommend you reading into it, that Finland doesn't exist. It's very, very entertaining. Uh, but what we're into this week from you guys, uh, we have Pyro Flasher saying, "I'm so addicted to Monster Hunter World." But since Sam started talking about Kingdom Hearts, I think I'm going to start Kingdom Hearts Collection. I bought for my PS4 and haven't touched yet i'm doing kingdom hearts 2 right now i try i started kingdom hearts 1 so i could like work my way through it yeah but i was like i really like kingdom hearts 2 a lot more not that kingdom hearts 1 is bad they they just radically improved everything about the game also you get to go to like tron's world and you get to i forgot all the places they had kingdom hearts pirates of the caribbean yeah like and it's only the first movie so when you walk into the like into the moonlight like all the pirates start turning into skeletons and cool. it's real that first cool. movie's really good it's real real good uh noah fuerte this week for me i got a car started play through <laughs> new super mario i think he did that i'm not yeah. sure i got cam senses right <laughs> super excited uh about this upcoming weekend my birthday is on friday my 21st birthday hey Happy late birthday now, but I yeah. hope you had a great time. Finally saw Black Panther today, and I really loved it. It's seriously in my top five comic book movies of all time. Cool. And finally, because this would be kind of fun for us to just touch on really quick before we get into our main topic, uh, I'm really digging the new characters coming out of Metal, Silencer, Damage, and Sideways so far. It's really it's really great storytelling and a breath of fresh air from the legacy characters, even though the legacy characters are having amazing stories recently. So if you guys don't know, big event at DC Comics called DC metal yeah it's crazy there's so much shit happening in it it's hard to keep track um but they are spinning off a bunch of new original characters so if you guys are like i want to get to the comics but i don't know how you can just read these characters yeah, and start with these guys and please do support these characters because i, I actually really appreciate um you know as, as a as I, I guess at this point i would constitute as a longtime comic reader uh when i was seeing this stuff i was like Pfft. 
You know what I mean? That that was that's just that was just the reaction, like because they, you know, every time once in a while they try to create these new characters, like which guys. is good. But here's the thing: yeah. I was reading, I read an interview, I think it was with Dan Dido, um, who is is the one of the co the, the top dogs at him and Jim Lee are the I think the head publishers, whatever the top title is, mm-hmm. and he was talking about how they found a lot of success with Rebirth. By going back to their their core characters' roots, going back to you know classic like like iconic takes on Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, all that stuff. Um, however, they also wanted to uh, diversify. You know what I mean? And have newer characters from different backgrounds and different experiences, and give those characters a voice. And so that's why we're getting characters like Damage, Silencer, and um, Sideways. The two I'm most excited about are Silencer and Sideways. I haven't and had a chance. Terrifics. To, yeah. The Terrifics. Terrifics too. I'm really excited about too. Um, and, and I think it's really smart because Marvel tried to change all of their most iconic characters to different people mm-hmm. and it has not been working out for them uh, I like for, a lot of- for a variety of reasons. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm a big supporter of, uh, I, I, I do think it's a really good idea to, um, have a character have its own identity. I don't want to see Sam Wilson become captain America. I think, I think, Falcon is as important as Captain America. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And let let those characters have their own identity, establish their own identity. Well, if you, uh, I don't think you read Secret Empire, did you? You kind of skipped that. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. In that, they finally rounded him out and made him like a really great Captain America. Yeah. I agree with you on some points with that. Like, I really like Jane Foster Thor right now. I think yeah. that character is amazing, and the story, the the um, the kind of way that character can work is really cool. Yeah. But I understand your point of view. Uh, but I still enjoy when they do that. But with these characters, just to give you some backstory and see if they're what like up your alley. Damage is basically Hulk for DC. It's mm-hmm. like it's an it's a guy who can turn into this giant hulking strong creature for one hour. Yeah. And so that's how the comic is told in these like hour slots. But also there's like fun twists on it like uh i don't want to get into like spoiling yeah, don't the comic, spoil anything but it's um there's a i like the look of it and i love the art in that book specifically that's tony daniel right yes yeah and, he's great uh then you have sideways who's basically like kind of being pitched as like a spider-man for dc but he's not like spider-man he can basically make a rift um and just walk sideways kind of like teleporting but it's like yeah. a little like slice in space that he can kind of just slip through yeah and which is really cool and then silencer is and i think that's rockefort on art yes for, and it's for, beautiful for yeah, he's really they're really emphasizing the art for these the, comics the I think, art gets the artist gets the top billing yeah which is very which is way different for basically every comic yeah. that ever is made um but then silencer is an assassin mm-hmm. but she's also a mom which is a great like she has like a family and it's a uh, the the writing for that is on point it's yeah. john ramita jr who does the art for that yeah. one uh but her i don't think it's like a meta ability or whatever but basically if she wants to fight somebody she can say shh and create like a dome of silence around where the fight's happening so no one can hear what's happening yeah it's really cool that it opens with her fighting somebody and her son is faced the other direction yeah uh, in a car seat so she says shh so that he can't hear yeah. what's happening behind him. It's a really cool scene. And the characterization for each of these people so far is great. So, yeah, I think it's a really smart, especially after the success of Rebirth, I think this is a really um, smart expansion of it. And he specifically mentioned how, like, you know, they created 
Firestorm back in the day, and he had a very short run, mm-hmm. but then he showed up in Justice League, and he grew, and you know what I mean? And then, and then even though his original comic series didn't last for very many issues, he became an established, important part of the DCU, you know what I mean? Which is, uh, would be amazing it, if these characters did Yeah, that. they last, and I, and I just, I think it is important for um, these bigger publishers to take an opportunity to continue, they have to, I mean, especially if you're DC, you've been around for almost 75 years you know what Jeez. i mean like you need to you need to um to add and grow and expand if you uh want to survive and so it's it's it, i uh definitely check them out definitely try and support anytime they're they're trying something new and different um and uh, i'm excited to i haven't had a, i haven't run to the comic shop since um they've started doing this so i'm excited to check out by the way before we get into our our what if yeah you should. I mean, I know you talked about it, but we should grab you a copy of Kingdom Hearts and we should do a Kingdom Hearts episode. Okay. I was just thinking about that. I think that'd be a blast. Yeah. To kind of like dive, dip into some video games more often. Yes. Let us know if you guys should do it too. <gasps> play along with them. That would be great if you guys played along with it. I'm throwing ideas out there. If you guys like it, hit us up on Patreon or Reddit and like do like a thread of how you'd like that. So for our main uh, topic this week, on this week's episode, we are going to be talking about superhero universes, what makes them work, how uh, how maybe they could have grown uh, differently, uh, specifically the uh, DC Cinematic Universe and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But before we dive into that, let's say a quick hello to one of our sponsors. Let's give a shout out to our friends over at Dollar Shave Club. Heck yes, Sam. Dollar Shave Club. We don't have a frat of people behind yeah. us to really like pump that up. We're working on it. We're getting it next time. Yeah, yeah. Remember that audience we used to talk about? Yes. <laughs> we got it. We got to check. On, we we got to check on. Flashlight anyway, over there. Yeah. See if they're okay. But let's talk about Dollar Shave Club. Dollar Shave Club. Right. DollarShaveClub.com. They deliver everything you need to look, feel, and smell your best. We've talked about them a bunch on the show, and I use a plethora of their products. Did I use that word correctly, DJ? Yes. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you did no, good. but I do use a lot of it, and I, I specifically love their razors and their shave butter because yeah. I just like. I don't know why. It's just like it's like the little things. It has a the shave butter's got a great smell and it, it goes on clear when you use it. So yeah, I yeah, can yeah. see, oh like, this is precise. I'm like a surgeon right here on my face. It's fantastic. Taller Shave Club delivers everything to you. That means no more trips to the store, wandering the aisles, hunting for razors, shampoo, toothpaste, and then having to play at being a cashier, scanning and bagging your own stuff. What are we? Savages? In the middle ages? We're gonna get it right to our door. For a mind blowing experience. Join Dollar Shave Club today. And for just $5 with free shipping, you'll get the six blade executive razor plus trial sizes of shave butter, body cleanser, and one wipe Charlie's. Then keep the blades coming for a few bucks more a month. Get yours at dollarshaveclub.com slash stupid. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash stupid. And now back to the show. All right. Okay. So we put out a poll on Patreon. You guys yes. can vote there. Actually, it was open to anyone. So anyone can go vote for that, which is pretty cool. You don't have yeah. to be a patron or not. Um, so we put out a couple topics. My favorite was DJ and Sam scream for one whole hour. Yeah, that wasn't popular. Even yeah, that didn't I, that didn't pop off. Rude, first off. <laughs> but uh, that's I, I guess I'll get past that. But the uh, second uh, the second I guess most interesting one there was a what if? How could we, if the MCU were to not happen and you were to start right now? Yeah. How would we do it? And we do a lot of these what if episodes. And here's the disclaimer up top: we're yeah. not these filmmakers. We're not. We don't have the control of these characters. This is just fun fanboy uh, shooting the shit 
uh, talking about what other cool options there would have been yeah, out yeah. there. And uh, we started talking before we started recording. And I think we have like a similar idea of a cool way they could have started yeah. back early 2000s. Yeah. Well, especially since um, I think most people would, would argue that I, there's not really a solid argument. I don't think they could have done better than Iron Man. I feel like Iron Man uh, has been has proven um, not only is it a good movie, but it has proven almost 10 years later to have been the perfect gateway into what they were trying to do because it's worked out. So, it's, yeah, just so a little, it's, it's hard to improve that. Yeah, so it's not necessarily about improving. It's just saying what what could have been. Yeah. Um, but then in the in the comments below the uh, the Post. poll, yeah, it, people were suggesting the DCU, which has had a little more challenge um, getting audiences on board with its shared universe. So that that was a little. Um, Maybe a little bit more fertile ground for the conversation. And then we threw out the questions for you guys on Twitter. Uh, our, our Twitter's only stupid answers. Yank out the vowels from stupid. So, yeah. So, so in general, it's, we're, we're just talking about superhero universes um, and and how they grow and what makes them work um, in movies. But also maybe in comics as well. Because we were talking about uh, the new age of heroes over at uh, DC. And Marvel's doing another another fresh start you know in their comic universe uh, so where where would you like to start sam okay so i'm gonna kind of build off of what we were talking about earlier and so yeah. jump in whenever but an idea we were floating around is that the two early 2000s the biggest characters rightfully so in comics and cartoons and in movies for marvel were yeah. spider-man and the x-men yeah and they do. You mentioned that one of your favorite video games growing up was a Spider-Man X-Men team-up yeah. uh, video game. They crossed over a bunch because they were the most successful. Makes so, sense. Yeah. So so um, and Spider-Man teams up with everybody. Like that's yeah, the thing. That's it, like, true. It works out. And I think one of the cool ways to tie everything together would have been starting with Spider-Man as your flagship because he's the most popular. Yep. Love Iron Man, love everything like that, but no one knew who that was. Yeah. Uh, like, general population didn't know who that was. Yeah. Uh, we now know basically everything about him. But if you started with Spider-Man and then introduced the X-Men as, like, uh, he gets his powers, uh, and we find out through, like, you can change his origin just a little bit of why the spider was being genetically engineered. Yeah. Is because they were trying to figure out, they are now are aware of mutants. They're yeah. hiding out there. And they're trying to figure out a way to recreate that power. They create the spider, and that's how you get Spider-Man, whatever. You don't really have to touch on mutants too much in that yeah. but throughout the first Spider-Man movie you could get like you could see uh, a movie that's playing old Captain America movies or you could be playing uh, or you can see Stark Tower in the background or like, there could be little hints everywhere of stuff that's happening that way yeah. you can see a, a wider Marvel Cinematic Universe but the first movie is just Spider-Man movie you get that out of the way second movie I'm thinking you get into the topic that was brought up in the Ultimate Comics if you guys don't know Ultimate Comics were like a restart for Marvel early 2000s and one of the main like stories they brought up a lot where they'd compare uh, Spider-Man to a mutant, yeah. and that's why he'd get a lot of hate. Yeah, because because the mutants were hated, mm-hmm. and so people were assuming he was a mutant, and so that's kind of where the the popular why the populace was turning on him a little bit. And that, or that could be the first. It could be a second movie that would be kind of a team up, like you could do a first Spider-Man movie, then an X-Men movie, and then one where they like team up and do something because that would be amazing. Like yeah. that would be such a fun thing. But from there, you could start like maybe Stark Industries gets a grant to like build weapons and he finds out that they're actually anti-mutant weapons yeah. and then from there he like backpedals really fast and he creates the Iron Man armor as a way to like protect people and you get basically the general like same Iron Man movie you got but yeah. uh, the, instead of being the Iraq war it's the um, him stopping or Afghanistan war at that time I'm yeah. not sure um, nobody's sure uh, but um, it could be a fun way of segueing that and then from there 
you have Iron Man, like you can kind of move the MCU forward as it's going. But at the same time, you have like Spider-Man playing a bigger role and Professor X kind of like you're having scenes where Professor X, Captain America and Iron Man are having like discussions together. And yeah. I think that'd be pretty cool. Well, so so I think going off of this idea, it, it kind of is saying, what if, you know, uh, back in the back in the late 90s. In the 90s, there was a big comic bust, and so Marvel was basically facing bankruptcy, so they sold off a lot of the film rights to their characters, which is why Spider-Man ended up in Sony, X-Men ended up in Fox. Um, what if that didn't happen? What if they owned all the rights to their all their characters? And I would say maybe roll it out similarly to the way it did roll out. I'd say do X-Men first. And so then you establish the idea of mutants, and then you do Spider-Man, basically the same movie, except you add the concept that they we know mutants exist in this universe, mm-hmm. and so they hate Spider-Man because, and we've already established what mutants are. You know what I mean? And so um, it could be kind of cool. Not to interrupt for a second, but yeah. just uh, it could be kind of cool if you did start with Spider-Man and then do X-Men next. You're like, oh, we can come out because. People are fine with Spider-Man. Yeah. They're like, no, they hate him, so they're probably going to hate you too. And then it kind of rolls into that. But anyway, it's just a fun idea. Go ahead. Yeah. So I would say I I would say start with X-Men because X-Men came out before Spider-Man. Start with X-Men, establish mutants, which is why they hate Spider-Man. Um, so we've already established that idea, and then uh, you kind of build those in, uh, uh, movies out from there. But it's interesting the movies that they were doing first. Um, is you had X-Men. You, you Before that, you had Blade. Um, yeah. You had uh, X-Men. You had Spider-Man. But then you had stuff like Daredevil. And so it'd be interesting if maybe a kind of like a, a – what if a universe had been built out from those characters? Would you think we would have ever gotten like an Iron Man movie? Like I could see them making like an Iron Man – just like uh, uh, Daredevil and Punisher and the rest of them are kind of re- regulated to Netflix. Like I could see like Iron Man and maybe even Cap and some of those characters being relegate- relegated to TV, you know, because they weren't bigger names. They weren't if, – if if the reason they start with Iron Man and all that stuff is because that's the characters they had mm-hmm. and they could build out the Avengers. And so I feel like the whole Avengers, if, if they were able to start with Spider-Man and X-Men, like maybe they would have not had – uh, an Iron Man and Cap and a whatever movie, Thor movie, maybe they just would have done the Avengers. Mm. The Avengers would have had their own standalone movie like the X-Men because if X-Men worked, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And those characters didn't have origin movies, you know what I mean? It would have been more team-up movies moving forward. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. Maybe? Maybe? Maybe Inhumans was first. Never. Never. Never, ever, Never. ever. If they had, if they did, I don't think Inhumans would have ever been a thing if they had all the rights to everything. Mm-hmm. It would have been interesting. They would have shown up in Fantastic Four 3. I think Fantastic Four would have been a cool starting off point as well for the MCU because it's like, yes, but it's you could even like keep mutants as like a thing that's in the background or maybe you don't like we don't really talk about it because they're able to stay hidden. I like that idea that mutants kind of stayed hidden for a while and they make a debut and it's awful. Like immediately there's the racism, you know, classic. You need that for X-Men, I guess. Um, But you start out with Fantastic Four and it's from there people are like compared to the Fantastic Four because they're the most beloved like super team that's yeah. out there. That like uh, you get Iron Man who likes like you see Tony Stark. He sees that and he can kind of get this fear in his head of like uh, if this is what is out in space, it created these people. What else could be out there? Yeah. So he builds a suit of armor that could like help like you know protect himself and protect others. Um, it would be kind of a cool connecting point of like if you got into the cosmic that could connect Thor back, yeah. which I really liked on the Thor episode or on the um, the MCU uh, review one, thing. Yeah. That's on our YouTube channel. You can go check it out. And also it was early on Patreon. 
for some people. Um, we talked about it would have been really cool if Thor, the movie, started out with him just being a human walking around claiming he's Thor, but there's no proof that he is. Yeah. Like, he could have a hammer, but it's like, we don't know what you are. We don't, no. we're, we're kind of, you could just be an alien. We don't really know. And then you reveal that it's like, there's a whole other side of the universe. I think that'd be really cool. Basically, m- I think my favorite pitch, even though Spider Man X Men's great because it's Spider Man X Men, yeah. you start with Fantastic Four, you make a good movie that people can actually, <laughs> you know, relate to. From there, you have Iron Man, uh, an armor to protect himself uh you have scientists like trying to recreate the they get like a hold of some of like the equipment that was used on the space shuttle that they were in in space yeah uh and from there like they genetically engineer backwards the spider the bite spider-man and then through this like the x-men are like okay well they're super people maybe we can come forward and talk now yeah there's like there's ways to spin out from fantastic four no i think i think you hit on something here so you start with fantastic four um you'd have to have something that was a biggest splash a a version of fantastic four that's as big a splash as iron man was yeah um which i mean if iron man was that big of a splash you could do that with anybody yeah exactly able to so so you um well shit if in this like retroact retroactive thing like uh robert downey jr could have been mr fantastic like love it you know anyway so you start with fantastic four you have a premier superhero team then i'd say then you do x-men because one of the interesting things with x-men is the way they explain them having costumes is that people loved superheroes and so they tried to play off their mutancy as hey we're superheroes um, so instead of the black leather get-ups, they actually try, like, in this version of the universe, you have Fantastic Four, they're a hit. People love them. Uh, X-Men are like, well, people don't like mutants, but they love the Fantastic Four, so we're superheroes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and But people figure out they're mutants. They're like, hey, we hate mutants. Then you do a Spider-Man movie. Ooh, they do a reveal halfway through the movie where, like, it's unveiled that they're the, mutants. They're mutants, yeah. and everybody's like, wait, uh, yeah. we hate mutants. They're yeah. all over. Like, wait, there's, there's a bunch of these people, and we don't know who they are? Like, maybe we're not so on board. Then you do a Spider-Man movie where people hate him because he's a mutant, you know, because they he's not a mutant, but they think he is because they're not used. That's there's a bunch of people running around with powers that are mutants, so they just assume they just assume that that's the situation. There is a maybe a fault that could happen with relying too much on that comparison happening. Yeah, but I think it'd be really. I think there's still a lot of fun storytelling that hasn't been used yet. Well, I think for that. You, what you do is you explain. Um, J. Jonah Jameson is one of the main reasons people start hating Spider-Man and you just explain the reason he immediately because there's no in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man there's no real explanation and I don't think you need one but there's no real explanation to why he immediately assumes Spider-Man's a bad guy well there's no other superheroes so it's just just the only thing he can latch on to and so in this you just explain you have one line that explains that he's racist and he hates mutants and so he he assumes and that's it that's that's the only touch you get on on mutants and and also in the Ultimate Comics um, the way the spider gets altered is 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 experiments dealing with uh super soldier trying to recreate the super soldier serum it all it all basically if you're not one of the if you're not a mutant your powers are probably uh stem from uh trying to recreate crap captain america America. you can do a hulk movie because they had angley's hulk movie you could Mm. have a hulk movie in there Mm. that's who i'm hoping they've hinted that spider-man is going to team up with a different MCU hero for his next movie. Oh. I'm hoping for. I'd like to see a Spider-Man Hulk fight. That would be very cool. Or I mean, so would like Spider-Man Guardians of the Galaxy would be kind of fun too. Because I, I don't I, know how that would be work for a standalone Spider-Man movie. No, but I like it. Uh, uh, in the comments, Danny Boy says, "Man, I'd uh, man to see Cap and Wolverine in the same scene would be epic. They could talk about being in World War One or World War Two. Yeah, and that would be like." If you got a Cap movie that was back in time, which, guys, we talked about this in our review, the Cap movie taking place in World War II is actually really rad. It's yeah. a really good movie. Also, I, seeing... I should emphasize, even though, yeah, I think it would have been smarter for the MCU to 
be more ambiguous with Thor to begin with. I do, even though I don't like the way it played out, props to them for being open to the idea of just straight diving into all the aspects of Thor. Like, we've got the Warriors 3, we've got Asgard, we've Mm. got Odin. Like, they just went for it. And even though I don't like that movie, props to them for just going for it. True. Yeah. But I think, it. I mean, one of the coolest parts of the Wolverine in any Wolverine thing ever is that opening scene when he's in uh, Japan as the nuke's about to hit. Yeah. It's one of the coolest scenes in any movie. It's it's so amazing. And I think it would be amazing to see um, if you start out with like Black Panther 2, because there's a comic where Cap and Black Panther team up, or T'Chaka and yeah. uh, Cap team up and work together, you could have like Wolverine back time back in that time period as well. That'd be cool. One scene that okay, so then in X Men Two, well, which X Two I think is still one of the best superhero movies we've gotten. You start unraveling Wolverine's history and reveal the World War Two thing, and that's how you set up uh, Cap. A Captain America movie, you have him do a quick cameo there. That'd be so cool. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so cool. Now, can I can I segue off of this? Because you brought up um, T'Chaka and Cap teaming up. And I had a thought about um, something that would be really cool if Marvel invested in in the future. Because we just watched Iron Man 3. Yes. Um, which had uh, uh, Ben Kingsley as, uh, Mandar- as not the Mandarin, spoilers, uh, Trevor Slattery. And... That was when they were doing these MCU one-shots, these little shorts that one of them had Ben Ben Kingsley in prison with Sam Rockwell being picked up by a theoretical actual Mandarin. Mm -hmm. I think it'd be really cool if Marvel invested more in this idea of the MCU Mm one-shots. And that might be the perfect way. Like, let's say they they released those on the DVD releases, right? That's how it worked, yeah. What if you had one that was uh, uh, Black Widow and Daredevil teaming up? That's how you did... Like, like, let's say on Black Panther's DVD uh, or or, uh, video release, there was an MCU one-shot of Black Panther and Luke Cage teaming up. And that's how you did the Netflix crossovers. Because realistically... Once you get the Avengers and the Guardians and Black Panther and Doctor Strange and all those characters, like, I'm already a little worried Avengers Infinity War might have too much. No. It's, more. Double it. it. Um, <laughs> put the X-Men in there. You know what I mean? Like, shove them in. So, so maybe the best way to get... And all, and also there's the concern that, that the MCU movies are, are essentially all ages or family friendly or kid movies, basically. You know what I mean? And Except Netflix, for that full frontal scene they had for like 20 minutes. Uh, in the first Iron Man, remember that? that? But I mean, that was when they were figuring stuff out. True. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, Good point. and obviously, the Netflix shows are not as all ages friendly. You know what mm. I mean? So maybe those, if they invested in those MCU one shots, and that's how they kind of incorporated the TV shows in the universe. Like you could get Black Panther and Luke Cage, uh, Black Widow and Daredevil, uh, maybe Spider Man and Punisher. Dear God, don't put that child near that murderer. <laughs> no, but that Punisher was originally I, introduced in a Spider-Man comic. I, know, yeah. I, I just think of the, the uh, Iron Man and Jessica Jones. I, I don't know what the it's combination would be. too real for be. that Peter to deal with, though. <laughs> yeah. like, it's just too, it's too, too real. It's too real. It's, it, I see, I, yeah, I see yeah, what you're saying. This, is a, this guy's a maniac. Like, yeah. For real. Like, he's mentally unwell. Or, well, then how about this? How about Cap and Punisher? That's cool. I think, I think there's a lot of... Because those shorts were like maybe 20 minutes long. Uh, and, they, and they got, tops, yeah. they got. I mean, if you can get Ben Kingsley into one of those short, shorts, you have the money to throw around to just do a, a quick twenty minute thing. That was those. the last one they did, though. So That's a good point. It, but if they kept doing it, I do like this. But idea. they also did uh, a Shield one and an Agent Carter one, which were basically backdoor pilots for those. The shows. shows, yeah, and they did it for there was like an, an Avengers tie-in one where like a bank robber picked up one of the Chitauri that weapons. was the Shield one. 
That was uh, the that was the one that was kind of like an Agents of Shield backdoor pilot. Oh, I thought you meant the one where Coulson uh, goes to item forty something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where there's one where Coulson goes to all to Thor, and there's like a whole story of him going there as well. So no, he got two. I don't know. There's a there's other stuff that that you could do as well. So so I just if you can't uh, figure it out by uh, listening to me, I really want the defenders to tie over with the Avengers somehow. I want to see these characters interact, and that I think would be a really cool way to do it and honestly if you did that if you told me there's a black panther i'm already gonna buy back black panther but if you told me there's a black panther luke cage tie-in mm. fuck yeah i'm buying that dvd i want them to meet really bad i want them to meet really really bad mainly i want mike coulter to be in the marvel movies because mike coulter is the, great uh, god if you told me i have no interest in buying spider-man homecoming or owning it personally it's fine it, it was fine it. It, but if you told me there's spider-man and daredevil team up mm-hmm. on there yeah, yes and that's the only way i can get it Yes, it's going to be on my shelf immediately. What about Spider-Man? Ooh! Venom versus Punisher. Sure. Not a bonus thing. I'm just throwing that out there. What, <laughs> what if? if? What if? What if? What if? be pretty cool. And the symbiote goes on the Punisher because you always have to get that storyline where it jumps on somebody else. Yeah. How can you not make a Venom movie and not have it in the MCU and not give it to everybody else? That was one of the coolest Spider-Man games they ever made. Symbiotes just started raining down and everyone got one. It was scary. I was scared as a kid when I played it. Like, oh, no, Wolverine's got it. Oh, no, I got to fight him. It's very scary. I like these pitches. We got some tweets? Yeah. You want to you dive into them? Click you, it. Click, in, click it. You want to start with the Marvel one, and then we'll segue over to some DC stuff? Do it. Okay. So we got uh, Christopher Fulton at Suit Enthusiast. Uh, with the possible Disney-Fox merger, would you guys like to see the MCU stay as, a con- as connected as it is with one giant movie every four to five years? Or would you rather it split off into different uh, branches slash storylines that can still come together in larger movies? By the way, four to five years, that's it's like a big crossover movie every two to three years. Yeah. Like it's, uh, especially once you consider Civil War in there, it's like... Come on, These man. People, you make all that money. You yeah, can do it. People Come are on. running into each other all the time. I, I think Black Panther and Wonder Woman, even though it's another universe, show the benefits of letting these movies be more standalone mm. like the only real crossover element other than other than black panther being introduced in civil war and uh, uh everett ross being introduced in civil war and claw being re- uh introduced in avengers age of ultron the only really universe what a weird over. ground setting like a table setting yeah. for black panther like not bad at all but it's just like while well, we know a lot of these characters going into this solo movie yeah uh but the movie itself other than the very last tease past all the credits is almost completely standalone, which is amazing. Yeah. And wonder woman was almost com- other than, other than a tease at the beginning and the end, it was almost completely standalone. Man, that movie's beautiful. Yeah. And, that. and so I think, and especially I was reading uh, an article, uh, the day of this recording, I think it was N gadget was talking about why the CGI and black Panther is so bad. Yeah. Can you, I saw that too. I didn't read it through. Did you read it through? Yeah. It was, it's, it's stuff we already know. It's, it's that, um, these movies are becoming more and more reliant on CG, and which makes sense in studios. But they want they don't want to spend more money, so they want more for less. Mm-hmm. And so these studios are overworked, and multiple studios are getting involved. Um, and they and have so to. yeah, and so they're it's the same reason most whenever you see bad CGI, they're, they're overworked and underpaid. You know what I mean? And so there's there's in 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 the filmmaking industry, there's an old saying that you can either uh, you can have it. You can either have it uh, fast, cheap, or good. You can only have two of those. Mm-hmm. It can either it can either it can be uh, uh, fast and cheap. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or it can be fast and good, but it's not going to be cheap. Mm. You know what I mean? And, and you people get cheap and good. 
you can't get cheap and good. But it won't be fast. It won't, it won't, yeah, exactly. Cheap uh, and good. Yeah, okay, cheap and good won't be it. fast. Yeah, you can get a film student that's like really like amped to do it. Yeah, but, but it's going to take you years. a long time. <laughs> and so I think what you know they're they're trying to spend less for more, and the timetables for these movies are so fast. And I think if you let them be a little more standalone, you can let them have a little more time to polish it. You know what I mean? You can have them, and and it's a concern. I I have a feeling. A lot of my CG concerns for Black Panther ended up proving, when I saw the trailers, ended up proving true when I saw the movie. So I think my CG concerns for Avengers Infinity War are not going to be absolved. <laughs> so I think the answer is re- rely on CG a little less. Because oh, because they because they talk about in the article how like a lot of times they're using CG as a way to like change things on the fly. That's how costumes are changing. In Thor if Ragnarok, from- they changed a whole set. They changed that whole... like. Um, spoilers for Thor Ragnarok when Odin dies and Hela shows up yep. that was entirely shot in New York and that's why it looks bad yeah it <laughs> really uh, on 3D guys yeah. that it looks like uh, like when it's there's a zoom that happens on this giant field and it looks like here's a slot of green that they found online and here's another one and here's another one yeah. it's like it doesn't look like an image which and is so if, if you give your filmmakers more time um, maybe if you want to rely that much on CG spend more money and I think the reason why they're re- relying more on CG as opposed to practical effects is one once you do the practical effects that's locked in that's what's happening like you can't change it later mm. which I, I i honestly i think that's why you, i rewatched men in black not long, that long ago and it still looks amazing and it's because they knew what because they had to back in the day you couldn't just change something mm-hmm. in post you had to know what you were doing you had to know the film you were making going in you know what i mean um and and i think allowing your filmmakers a little bit more time to lock that stuff in allowing your cg department to have the time to have because they're not they talk about in the article they're not allowed to have breaks they don't get paid overtime uh they fix some of the cgi before it goes to uh a home video release but they don't get paid more for that uh you know what i mean it's just a very difficult situation so you allow you alleviate some of that pressure i wonder how in the world that's okay for that to happen you know um you know it's the because people in the filmmaking industry are so hungry to be involved and there's so much competition uh, a lot of shady shit is allowed to go down because people endure it to do what they want to do with their lives. And that Props is not to the people who can endure that because fuck that. Uh, because we've, we've a lot of the, I'm going to use the term controversies. That's not the right term, but a lot of the controversies coming out about producers taking advantage of their position and stuff like that. It's, it's not just that mm-hmm. it's endemic through the whole industry about every pay getting paid all that stuff like it's just people are 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 able to take advantage of people because of how many people want to get involved in the industry um point is i i think if maybe you allow these movies to be a little less interconnected Mm -hmm. that might give you a little less pressure to have this like we got a release here on this date and, and it gives people more time to um make a better movie i like the idea of doing like little connections here and there and then doing yeah. like one big event i think that's kind of fun you kind of got that with like thor and hulk hanging out in thor ragnarok like yeah. that's their connected thing over here and that could have gone on for like another movie or something like that yeah but then you could have brought it back i like that idea um and then every four or five years they do a big movie it's gonna go way faster than that it's gonna be every two years they're like here's the big hangout where everyone punches the same dude at the same time or everyone gets on a line they punch one guy at one <laughs> yeah yeah you got to figure it out. You got to organize it somehow. Uh, but I do like the idea of splitting off just a little bit and then doing like little meetups, you know, like with like certain people. Like yeah. uh, only the cool kids go over here. The B team is going to go over here. Mm-hmm. We're going to try to make them cool. And then we're going to want them to team up with the A team again. There's ways of doing it. Uh, but yeah, I think that's a 
we have some fun ideas for Marvel uh, a rebrand if they yeah. if they want these or, or, ideas. Or if they or if they you know if, if things had happened differently back in the day. Well, I mean, they could pay us for this. They could take <laughs> they could take these ideas. I, I trust them. Yeah. Uh, but you want to talk about some DC stuff? Yeah, we got a little bit of time to talk about some DC stuff. Because uh, this is uh, we've getting we've gotten comments on a lot of things about uh, if we were to restart the DC EU. Uh, less at I P C H A O N uh, Ipchion. Uh, I refuse to believe that the only way the DC films could have succeeded was to copy the Marvel movie formula exactly. What other ways do you think DC could have launched their movies, uh, movie universe outside of that formula? I agree with them. Um, I, a lot of people are like, well, they just had to do an individual movie for everybody before the movie. And it's like, you can't. And also, people complained a lot about the tone. Clearly, it wasn't only the tone because Justice League is as close to a Marvel movie as you as you, it's 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 fun it's quick it's quippy it looks a little cheap uh which is an a uh, complaint i have a lot about a lot of marvel movies Zing. uh uh and people still treat it as if it was the worst movie of the year so it's not any of that um however and i think storytelling wise i think there's a lot of merit in the idea of doing a superman doing a batman superman and then doing a justice league that trilogy you you i i think uh, on it, paper you could, the idea you, makes sense you could you'd have to do those movies differently, obviously, for the audience response. However, from a storytelling aspect, I, I, those are things I believe. However, there's also a marketing aspect for these movies. And I think from a marketing perspective, I think people really respond to, we have this thing and this thing, and I bet you can't wait till you see those things cross over. Because not only the Marvel movies, but Game of Thrones. A lot of the anticipation of Game of Thrones is waiting to see these characters finally interact. Like, mm-hmm. there's so many aspects of... of how that plays well with audiences more than J.J. Uh, Abrams' mystery box shit and more than any of that, just seeing those crossovers. So if you were to do it differently, I would say probably start with a Batman movie. Ooh. Because he's the, he's the big one. I have a different... Sorry, I, got, and, I have another pitch that's different from this, but let's, yeah, let's do this you one start, You start with a Batman movie because uh, Batman's always a little more grounded and then you lay, you lay hints... You know, basically, it was like when MCU started was Iron Man, Hulk, and then the rest of it's like I'd say I'd say you do Batman, then a Superman, then a Batman Superman, then a Wonder Woman. Because you have Wonder Woman show up in Batman Superman, then a Wonder Woman, then Justice League. Mm. So it's not that much. You just you just do a Batman movie before what we got, basically. Okay, so here's my and fun. then maybe oh, let, make it a little less bleak. Uh, the, yes, yeah, please. Yeah. I don't, you don't need him murdering people. You yeah. never needed that in those movies. Yeah. Um, so my pitch, and I know, I know what people are going to say, but I think one really fun thing that could happen in one of these movies is, okay, let me sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. I think Flash would be a really a really interesting character to pick first. Yeah. Also for the symbolism from comics because he usually signals the, the start of something new. Yeah. Um, I think you start out with uh, Barry Allen. He gets his powers, whatever. Regardless of your favorite character, let's just start with Barry. Um, he gets his powers and he starts kind of experimenting with it because he's a scientist and you really lean into that. Yeah. And he's like, well, I'm going so fast at a certain point. Like he's like working on his suit. He's whatever. And his first villain he's going to fight in his, uh, in his first movie is Reverse Flash because follow the Marvel formula for that. He fights his opposite. Yeah. That's what they always do. But it's going to work for this. He ends up running forward in the time. He runs backwards in the time and he sees some stuff and he's like, well, that's crazy. If I'm a scientist, I want to see if I can actually run to the future. Yeah. And he does. 
and he ends up in the 25th century or something like that, and he sees the Flash Museum. And yeah. he's like, what does this mean? Like, what is, like, he hasn't even picked his own name yet, but he knows that's, that looks like his suit on the statue outside. Bro. So he, like, gets in disguise, he walks in, and he sees pictures of the Justice League, he sees part of his future, he sees all this. Um, and he, he basically sees it, and he's like, wait, I shouldn't see this. Uh, and he runs back in time, and uh, through, and, like, from there, you see, like, Eobard saw him, like, run to the future. He saw some, he saw a speedster, or, like, they had, like, tech that monitored that somebody just, like, broke temporal. Yeah. Whatever garbage comic book thing you want to say. Basically, he knew that someone traveled through time, and he runs back in time to see who it was, and he sees that it's the Flash. And he's, like, uh, basically from there, you kind of get a story of, like, well, that was really reckless of him. Like, we can do better. And basically, you kind of get, like, a Flash rebirth type story, like, yeah. of uh, Eobard from the future, reverse Flash messing with Barry in the past. Uh, and you get that story. But the main point is, throwing that aside, because you can fix that however you want, it's that Barry knows that something big is about to happen and something's going to change. That doesn't mean that Batman doesn't exist already, that Superman doesn't exist already, or uh, yeah. maybe he has just, Superman hasn't put on the cape and whatever and flown around yeah. or that Wonder Woman's not out there it's that he saw the team up so from movies that you do from now on you can have because this is one of my favorite elements from the TV show Fringe they had these characters called uh, the Observers yeah. and they were in the background of everything and you could have as your Easter egg it's like where's Barry and when you're watching the movies that come out after that, you get your Batman movie, you get your Superman movie, you get your Wonder Woman movie, uh, and, Green, and Green Lantern can pop up in the Justice League movie. You can do that. Uh, but for those three movies that come on after that, you could have Wonder Woman movie in the past still. Yeah. And, but because Barry can time travel, he's in World War II, and you see, like, just, you see like lightning in the background. You know that that means he's observing and trying to figure out who these people are back in time. He's just observing. He's going back in time. Or in the background of Bruce, uh, of uh, Wayne Enterprises, you see uh, Barry there. Here's or, what I like what you're doing. Here's what I, where I like where this is going because you allow to, uh, after the success of the MCU and using Nick Fury's shield to kind of like put together the Avengers, which mm-hmm. was really smart of them, um, uh, DC kind of altered some things in the comics to create Argus, which is basically just S.H.I.E.L.D., and that always bothered me mm. because S.H.I.E.L.D.'s a really good idea for Marvel. I never thought DC needed their own S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, mm. they just don't need it. They have Checkmate. They have other things, like, which is basically... It, it, another clandestine organization but like a lot of things in dc it's scarier mm-hmm. <laughs> um uh but you have an opportunity let's 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 if we hop back to my version of it where you start with a batman movie maybe it's the first time because we've already we're coming off the dark knight and i i feel i have a feeling that something they were trying to accomplish is maybe have christian bale's batman they definitely be the batman to. and he just didn't want to come back which makes perfect sense with for a lot of reasons yeah but let's say you relaunch Batman. Maybe this is the first time because uh, Christopher Nolan's one was so grounded. He's fighting a less grounded threat. Like this is Batman. The first time Batman's facing the idea that maybe there's more going on in this world. Movie ends. Credits roll. Instead of Nick Fury showing up uh, and and Stark's mansion. It's Barry Allen, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I've seen the future. You, I need your help to save oh, the future." Oh, you, you get a better version of Screamy Dream. Yeah, dream it's at the thing. end. He's like, "Because because I like this idea of basically Flash is your Nick Fury because he see." But the difference is instead of like, "I have an organization, I need to do this," <gasps> he's literally seen the future. Uh-huh. And so then, then maybe what you do, what you, I, I think, I think, marketing standpoint. The next movie you do is Superman. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just because, uh, just be- just because he's so big. But what you could do is say, uh, I kind of like the idea of of Flash. 
I said Nick Fury, but having him be the Coulson, having him be the like the grounding, even though he's running faster than the speed of light, showing up. But maybe you do Batman, then you do Flash to kind of like he sees the Justice League and he knows he needs to make this happen, and then you do the other standalone movies where he's kind of going like. I hey, think, we need to make this happen. But you build towards right before Justice League. You build towards Superman, mm-hmm. and Clark Kent's around. But for some reason, in this universe, he doesn't. He he, he doesn't want to be Superman, and so Flash like has to convince him like, no, you are the most important. Mm-hmm. And then what I would say in Justice League, Barry dies. You get the classic Barry dies to save the universe, and then at that point, it means everything to you because he's the one that he's been your connecting point for all these movies mm-hmm. you know what i mean because uh, i know when um george miller was doing justice league barry died and 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 really? was replaced by wally yeah because at the time wally was still the flash oh gotcha gotcha you okay okay I mean? here's some ideas that could be kind of fun uh you okay i like the idea of leaving superman last but if you went batman superman wonder woman uh, and you could use green lantern as a way of like i think dark side's a fun one to do first like, yeah. uh, to get that out of the way and then you can move forward from there with like brainiac or other villains if you save the Flash movie, like the solo movie, for the last movie you do before the team up, yeah. Here's the thing: it deals with time travel, and you and it can you actually change things that are going to happen? Yeah. Could he actually stop Eobard from like hurting his, like killing his mom? Could he yeah. stop like all these things from happening? And it's like you do, you can, but it it comes at a price, yeah. and that's what it gets explored in Justice League because he makes the sacrifice of. I know that these people can still do something good, but they can only do it if I can make this kind of okay. sacrifice. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We're getting so, excited. Okay, okay. Also, right. I like the the fa- I like the idea, the Nick Fury scene in the Batman movie, first yeah. one. Uh, it's the after credit scene. It's a dark room. He goes into his room, and all of a sudden, like you see a, f- a figure in the shadow. Yeah. Bruce turns on the light. You get a flash of him turning the light back off. Yeah. And it's like that way. You get like, sorry, I just want that. Scene or to it, w- it would be interesting. Or if you had like. Um, you know, Batman's gone through whatever his big uh, his his big um, movie event was. Yeah, and then at the end, like maybe maybe it's on a roof or whatever, and he sees him, and for some reason, Batman thinks it's a threat, so he attacks mm-hmm. Barry, and then Barry's able to talk. Like he comes back, like maybe throws a line of batarangs, like something a cool trick that we saw like do gangbusters in the movie that like nobody should be able to dodge this shit, mm-hmm. and then Barry like just hands all the batarangs back to him or something. Mm-hmm. And he's like, play oh. it real time though. Yeah. That way, it's like, wait, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, exactly. And he gives it back. Yeah, uh, and that's the reveal that it's a flash. Then he steps in line. And you're like, oh shit, it's the fucking flash. Yeah, no, that's what you. That no, it, so here, here's because yeah. here's you know they announced stuff ahead of time. So you've announced like, hey, we're going to do a Batman reboot, mm-hmm. and then we're going to do a Superman movie. Mm-hmm. So that's what people know. Then at the end of the Batman movie, oh shit, the fucking Flash is in there. You do some sort of nod in um, maybe, maybe you, you you this guy just said you don't need to do the MCU thing, and we're basically doing the MCU <gasps> thing. But Wait. instead of instead of Flash showing up in Superman, I got an idea. Bruce too. Wayne shows up in, in Superman. There you go. Um, and you set up um, Batman v Superman. You know the, that that crossover with those two. Maybe you don't have and, them fight though. Well, no, you do have them fight. I think I think it's not as it doesn't need to be as as brutal or dark and melodramatic. But but you can have them. You can have that conf- confrontation and Barry and Barry's trying to stop it. Like, hey, no, you guys. I I don't like. And then you could also start with the classic. Um, you can the charity race of Superman and the Flash. That's the where how Batman v Superman begins. Mm-hmm. And Barry's trying to. Maybe that's the point where Barry's goals are starting to unravel. Like, mm. like Batman and Superman fight. Maybe Superman does die uh, in that, and he's kind of like, "Well, what the, what the hell?" So you have Batman, Superman, Batman v Superman, Wonder Woman. We've already established Barry can travel through time, so he can show up in that one. 
then we do the flash movie and and things are things are fucked up you know what i mean so flash is like i'm gonna i've got to go back in time and fix this and so it's kind of like a more low-key flashpoint movie where mm-hmm. where he's trying to fix stuff it's almost more of a back to the future he's trying to fix stuff and back it's not it's not and it's not working and when he comes back he realizes he he actually in doing what he did he sets up the crisis that the justice league needs to solve mm-hmm. like he's the reason that the, the justice league move needs to exist not only that he didn't fix it batman and super batman either superman's still dead or batman and superman still hate each other you want you know what i mean like nothing he actually made things worse okay to build off that in the Batman v Superman movie, if that happens, yeah. Barry can't physically keep up with uh, Superman. He can outrace him, but he can't no. fight him, really. Yeah. There's not much he can do. There's going to be comic book nerds that are like, well, we could do the punch, whatever. Yeah. He gets Wonder Woman because he knows, like, he knows that she's out there. Yeah. By this point, he, like, he's like, he basically gets he's, her. He's to come failing. Out. He's failing to convince Batman and Superman, so he's like, I'll try Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah, we need Wonder Woman because yeah. she can keep up with both of them. He, yeah. Or it depends on who you're talking to. She could stop both of them, yeah. which would be awesome. So you get like four already. Yeah. So you get your super. You get your. I like the idea that he tries to stop whatever the threat is or something, or he's investigating something in his movie. Yeah. So it goes wrong, and he ends up causing it. Also, important thing, he maybe he took a photo, go full back to the future, yeah. took a photo from the future of like the Justice League. Superman's not there anymore. Yeah. So, oh, so in the crisis, see, he's got the, or you could even do a the, version, you could do the version that they did in the show where he's got the newspaper and so he's able to reference the, the idea that he's referencing something yeah. that is now changing mm-hmm. and like he, somehow he's making things by knowing mm-hmm. he's making it worse. Yes. Okay. So you have and that. This is great too because then you can, then you, then you have the opportunity to have your, let's, I'm going to use the word darker. We're, we know it's not going to be as dark as the Zack Snyder version, but like, just not a as more quick, jokey. Yeah. yeah. And, but, but like a darker universe, but, what Barry saw was the classic Justice League, and by knowing that, he's making it worse. Yeah, he's making it so that's not what's happening. Uh huh. Because he's because he wants it. He yeah. wants it so bad because it it could help so many people. But uh, in the Justice League, movie, basically, super, don't have Superman die in Batman v Superman. Don't have yeah. that. Just have them stop. Just yeah. like you get you come to a head and you uh, by the end of the movie you you come to terms with each other. You don't need to fight a Doomsday turd monster yeah. CJ garbage thing. But in Justice League, Barry thinks that Superman might die based on he's not in the photo anymore. And he that's why he makes the sacrifice. That's why he dies. Yeah. And in the Flash movie, you have him have an intern that's helping him at the crime lab and like witnesses what he's doing and it's Wally West. Nice. That's how you bring it in. You don't have he doesn't need to be a cousin or any shit like that. He can just be Wally. That's fine. Yeah. Um but he is the one who like uh, witnesses it and he ends up getting his powers kind of maybe in the Justice League movie uh, Barry dies like halfway through but Wally picks up the mantle and like yeah. he is you have to get a Justice League finale where Barry's running around or Wally's running around the world you get that in yeah. the movie because it, it would be the best intro for Wally a new Flash a yeah. new character uh, and it would be a good way to honor Barry yeah okay here what if? See, I told you we should have talked about DC. It's way more exciting because they did such a bad job. We have like, we have a way cooler pitch. So so uh, I, it might be too convoluted. Our pitch might be too like what? comic no, nerd great. convoluted. It's great. Okay, hold on. So uh, Batman ends ends with the Flash. Superman might have Bruce Wayne in it. Um, Batman does not want to work with the Flash. So, so he doesn't. He doesn't like. Maybe he doesn't like the idea of predestination. He doesn't like any of this stuff. He hates Superman. He hates what Superman represents. And by proxy, he kind of hates what Flash represents. Mm. Flash is like, well, what do I do? Flash, not know, just seeing the Justice League. 
Flash talks to somebody else that might be able to help. He tells Lex Luthor. He talks. He goes and confronts Lex Luthor because Lex Luthor is kind of equivalent of not. He's not running around in a bat mask, but he's a billionaire. Like he has access. Lex Luthor uses that knowledge to create. It it, it it's what helps him create Doomsday, mm. and what kills. We probably maybe if, if Flash is going to die in Justice League, we shouldn't have Superman die and get resurrected. No, in in the thing. But I like. I just like the idea that none of his that that by Flash by the time we get to the flash movie everything he's done is making it worse okay maybe we start with a flash maybe we goes batman to a flash movie and then you do a flash two right before um do a flash two right before the justice league movie that way you have the room in a sequel to introduce the sidekick or like the yeah. the follow-up person you know yeah. uh or them getting their powers and them like like leading up to like being the hero yeah um I like that. That basically in the in the he meets Batman. You see why he met Batman. Well, then and, maybe you're right. Maybe we start with a Flash movie and he sees the Justice League, and so like the teaser is him finding finding out that Batman's Bruce Wayne. Or yeah, you see him or finding out, or the teaser at the end is you see just like a mansion, and you see like Bruce Wayne going up into uh, his room or something. He's about to go to bed, and like he turns on the light and buries in there. He's like, "Hi, sorry." Like yeah. it's like it make him be like this. If you want him to be the Spider Man, that's totally fine. Like yeah. let him have fun. Like let yeah. him be like, "Hey," like like he has to talk to him about something really important. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Bruce doesn't buy it because he's never had to deal with something that big. But I like that you build up from there. Because if if you want to have a Flash two before Justice League, um, you that you're basically doing the Iron Man there. <gasps> so in you the, have wait in the Flash movie, you have him like time travel at least once to the past to World War One. He's running down the battlefield. He's not like paying attention. He gets shield checked yeah. by Wonder Woman, and he's we're like, "What are you doing? Sorry!" And he runs. Yeah. So when he like in the Batman v Superman movie, you have you're like, "Hi." You might not remember me. Yeah. You almost killed me. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like in well, World War One. I, I would say, I would say, you know, you're, you you don't want to start off like too big. I would, I would say, so you have f- the first Flash, which is kind of your Back to the Future, and you establish, you, you have him know about Bruce Wayne. Like maybe Bruce Wayne's face is on a is on a thing, mm-hmm. and then at the end of the movie, he finds out. Like, wait, Bruce Wayne's Batman, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and that sets up. Then, then maybe you do. Um, you spin the, I would wait a minute. I, then I would do Superman, and I wouldn't necessarily have Flash in that. Mm. Uh, maybe as a teaser. Maybe you have Bruce Wayne again. Maybe Bruce Wayne keeps being the cameo or whatever. Then you do your Superman movie. Um, I like Flash being the cameo because he. I like the idea of him being a fan of him wanting this to work. So he's just watching well. We've already established. So maybe. So maybe uh, uh, we have a Flash movie. Um, he sees the just and it's of course is a statue, so it doesn't need to look like anybody's faces if we haven't cast people yet. It's yeah. just the <laughs> idea that he just knows that like. Oh shit! Like this is a thing. Um, I kind of don't want Reverse Flash to be the the villain of the first one. If we're gonna have two movies before Justice League, mm-hmm. I'd save Reverse Flash for movie two. Mm. Um, so maybe he's fighting the Rogues, and he he ends up inadvertently traveling to the future. Mm. Um, what about um, Savitar. <laughs> no, that will never make it to the movie. Uh, I'll die before that happens. So, so he goes. Um, he sees the future. We have a Bruce Wayne cameo earlier on. Then he finds out Bruce Wayne's Batman. Um, so maybe he confronts him about that. In in then we have our Superman movie, and then we can have the because Flash is already a hero. He was the first movie we have, so he's already running, ar- literally running around. So maybe uh, we have a, a Superman movie, and maybe it ends with their. Superman saves the day and it ends with their charity race. Mm. And so like they do, um, like they're getting ready for the race and flash like, Oh, by the way, I need your help to save the world. And the gun goes off and then they run or something, you know? Um, 
then Did a lot of dead do, air. Do, yeah, Sorry. no. Yeah, then, I was then excited. Was, I was yeah, waiting for yeah, you. To so say I was. It. I was. Do where do you fit the Batman? I feel like at that point you kind of like delay your. If you're already seeding Batman through the movies, you can. You want to get as much buffer between Dark Knight and what you're doing as possible. So maybe you save Batman to like. Maybe at this point, maybe you do do a Batman v Superman one. Maybe it's Flash, Superman, Batman v Superman, Wonder Woman, Flash two, Justice League, mm-hmm. then a standalone Batman movie. Yeah. I like that because yeah. people people want it. They'll fall in love with the character, and finally, it's like cool. So we get to explore this character, uh, and it's like it, it's totally different. And basically, from there, since now there's meta powers and aliens and stuff like that, he deals with like a poison ivy tear or something like yeah. that, where it's like this is a bigger or bane, but actually with like venom, like something yeah. that's like this is scary. This is like next level where he and then in there. Who do you get? You get Dick Grayson. You get you get your Robin. Yeah, Richard Grayson. Richard Grayson. Uh, sorry, yeah. Dicky, little, <laughs> little Dicky Grayson. Grayson. <laughs> uh, the um, well, in how about this? Instead of doing what if? Instead of doing the Green Lantern movie, they cast Ryan Reynolds as Barry Allen and did a Flash movie instead. I mean, he was signed on to do the Flash movie before the Green Lantern movie got signed. Uh, greenlit. Uh, yeah, <laughs> greenlit. I think he'd, he'd probably be a better Barry Allen than he was a Hal Jordan. Yep. Also, I think uh, it would have been maybe easier to do a Flash movie. Mm. And now, based on what we were just talking about, easier segue into Justice League and like saying, hey, this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. This is how it's going to go down. Also, I was saying save Green Lantern for the Justice League movie because... Yes, because it, he's already space involved. Space, and you're going to have the whole core. And it's like, oh my God, there's something like enormous out there that I want to learn more about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I agree with that. I kind of feel like they should have done that. And I'm excited for the Aquaman movie. Mm. He made the least sense... And I feel like they could have easily replaced Aquaman with Green Lantern, and yep. it would have made more sense for what was happening in the movie. Yep. Um, so yeah, there, there's our Phase One. What did, what did we settle on? It was Flash, Superman, Batman v Superman, yeah. Wonder Woman, Flash Two, Justice, Justice League. League, and then Batman Solo after that. Ben, and Batman that, so, and Green Lantern Solo after that. Yeah, and like, that gives you like when Ant Man came after the Age of yeah. Ultron, it was like then there's Phase Two. This is the Phase One. You get all yeah. those movies. It's a good chunk of yeah. movie. Uh, and you got basically everyone. Aquaman, I'm sorry, man. I have no idea where to put you. He'd be in Phase 2. you give him sure. a Phase 2 movie. You know yeah, I mean? five characters. And you could have... Uh there could be a way of... I like how Cyborg's introduced with like the Dark Side story. Yeah. So Green Lantern and Cyborg could be introduced in the same movie. That's not something that's impossible. No, no, no. Uh, it would have been or really cool. we forgot two... Fly- we could, you could introduce <gasps> him as, as a cameo, cameo in one of the other movies we've pitched or whatever. He you could be I mean? in Flash 2 because like uh, he could be in Flash 1, Flash we're already, 2. We're already introducing Wally in Flash 2, so we've got to be careful how many characters we introduce in the... Introduce him like Rhodey in Flash 1. That way yeah. he gets his powers in the second movie. Yeah. Or you or tease Wally. You tease Wally, Wally in, in Flash 1, yeah. Yeah, you tease yeah. him in that... Uh, Cyborg is going through the metamorphosis, so that's like one of the things that they're working on. He shows up at the end of Flash Two as like a fucking powerhouse. Yeah. Also, you could have done what I th- what I feel like they should have done with the show just to avoid some stuff. Have you know how in the TV show how Barry was raised with Iris and it makes things weird. Mm. Have him be raised with Wally. Mm. That, so they already have a brother rapport, and so it just it because even though there's no blood relation, it, it at least creates some dish. And that's how he meets Iris. Like he finally meets Wally's cousin Iris, and it's like. Oh my! But young, like make Wally, I think, uh, how like a a good amount younger. Yes. Like so, Barry's in his like kind of like late twenties. Uh, Wally's going into his twenties because I like the idea that he's a fan. Like he yeah. he Wally read comics when he was growing up, and this is an actual superhero. Flash. Oh, and he gets one. to be the one. Uh, they tried this in in the Green Lantern movie where it was like his brother that was excited for him, right? Yeah. But in this version, it's Wally. It's like. 
oh shit, man, like you need a costume. Like you need he's the one like like don't freak out about these abilities, like use them, you know what I mean? And then you get the end of the first movie where he's like he tries to stop somebody, he gets zapped by excess speed force garbage, and then yeah. the, the tease in one of the one of the three to five post credit scenes you see in this movie, yeah. while it gets a little like he his hand starts vibrating really fast. We're like, <gasps> yeah. what does that mean? We all know for three. No, movies. that's uh, yeah. So so you set up you set up uh, you set up Wally in Flash One. He gets his powers in Flash Two when they're fighting uh, Zoom. Right, yeah, uh, reverse flash. They're writing reverse flash, so that way, when we lose Barry, it makes sense that Wally takes up the mantle because he's already got the he's running around as Kid Flash. Mm-hmm. There's 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 some fun fan theories here. It'll never happen though, so we should yeah. maybe calm down because we're gonna get sad when we think about what we've gotten so far. Uh, last thing uh, I want to touch on. Um, Real quick, Vanny, Vanny at Vanny J. How would you restructure the DCU? We just talked about that. Uh, completely scrap it and start over. Keep some Wonder Woman or leave some Suicide Squad. What characters would you uh, want to see the franchise focus on? I would definitely try and keep, uh, even in our restructured version, Gal Gadot as uh, Wonder Woman because she's great. And keep that movie. Like change the yes. intro with her being sad about Steve Trevor being dead and Bruce Wayne, whatever. Yeah. I like that they have a relationship, but not super important. Yeah. But keep basically that entire movie. It's, yeah. It's, it's basically perfect. Actually, you could just copy paste it and it would work yep uh so also i just want to briefly touch on mark millar uh or mark miller uh writer of kick-ass bless you and civil war and a bunch of other comics he was recently interviewed by uh yahoo and they asked him about marvel and dc movies and why marvel movies don't work and i have the whole quote here but it's a little lengthy yeah i don't need to read that he basically said that uh dc characters aren't cinematic is the words that he used oh that's not what what i read from it was uh, Marvel characters, he says, I, Mark pointed out that he enjoys DC characters more yeah. when he reads. Uh, but he pointed out that Marvel's are characters revolve more around who they are, like uh, that Wolverine's actually like Logan. Like that's a, yeah. you, you learn more about the person. Peter Parker, Spider-Man's Peter, Peter Parker, yeah. Exactly. They, that, that's kind of who they build their characters around. Tony Stark's Iron Man, you kind of like, to a lesser extent, yeah. you know Tony, not yeah. Iron Man, because Iron Man's not a thing exactly. It's like a suit that you put on. Um, so that's why it's easier to connect with audiences, uh, which it, it's fair. That's his opinion. That's what yeah. he has about he it. He says, the first line says, I think it's really simple. The characters aren't cinematic. And I say this as a massive DC fan who just, who much prefers their characters to Marvel's. Well, that's the first line in it, but he yeah. goes in further. Yeah. He no, describes it more. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think, um, that's dumb. <laughs> I don't, I don't agree with that. It's his perspective. It's an interesting perspective, but I don't one, we've already seen that Wonder Woman did amazing. Like it did gangbusters. Um, and also, uh, even though people, the critical response was muted, Batman v Superman made a shit ton of money. Well, that's kind of hard to, it's no, Batman but and Superman. So yeah, it's but that's hard. the point is saying, is saying that, that they're because he goes on the way he kind of ends it wraps it up is that they're 20th century and we're in the 21st century. But I also I, I think that argument is is most of the Marvel characters are over 50 years old, mm-hmm. especially when you go to Captain America, because he was he was introduced around the same time as Superman was. Yeah. Um. So uh, the, I think these characters are still relevant, and and all, honestly, you don't get Peter Parker, and you don't you don't get Peter Parker without Clark Kent. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like the like the it was an extrapolation of the stuff that DC did, and I think it's just with, with any of these characters, it's about it's like the same people that like oh Thor is not relevant, nobody cares about Thor, and I, and I I don't think the Thor movies are good. 
but I do think there is a way to make them good. Like, Mm -hmm. I do think there's a way it's all about finding a take on the character that, that means something to people now. And I think that's the beauty of this medium is that because it's ongoing, it, it allows for an opportunity for these characters to grow and evolve and change with the times. Um, and that that most other creations are more static. They're more stuck in a in a specific era. And I don't think any of these characters have to be that way. No, they clearly haven't because they just update all the time. Yeah. They don't age. They don't. Nothing ever changes about them. They might get some gray in their hair, and then they'll it'll be gone in yep. the next issue. So, uh, well, I don't agree with like uh, what he was saying about that. Like, I I kind of agree with Mark when it comes to like Marvel stuff is usually more grounded. And that's yeah. why it, that could be an easier entry point for people because when that Superman's is, yeah. fighting Mr. Mixie Spitlick, which is a name that you literally cannot say because yep. there's no vowels in it, yeah. um, and he's in the fifth dimension, it's all made on imagination. That's a hard thing for people to swallow. Yeah. Uh, while with Spider-Man, he's just punching a dude who can shoot electricity. It's like, oh, I can get that. Yeah. Even the dude in the rhino suit, I'm like, why is the rhino suit there? Doesn't matter. He's just big, strong, and he, he he's got to stop him. Yeah. Uh, so I get that point. And I get the appeal of like Spider-Man movies because we all love any it, whatever Spider-Man movie it is. We all have a favorite that's, yeah. uh, that we love to revisit all the time. But uh, do you agree with Mark? What other pitches do you guys have for DC uh, like restarts or if Marvel were to never have happened, if the MCU never happened? Uh, do you guys agree with like some of the stuff, uh, the ideas we threw around, or do you have other ideas? Let us know. Make sure because this is posted on Patreon, you can comment down below. Let us know what you think. Make sure you hit up that Reddit, Reddit.com/r/slash/onlystupidanswers. We got a Twitter at only stupid answers yank out the vowels from stupid as well as an instagram facebook but you can find it all at only make sure you subscribe to the newsletter because there's going to be newsletters going out every few weeks it's yep. going to have promos for merch uh new events that we're going to be doing uh maybe new shows that are going to be coming out on our yeah. youtube or other platforms uh it's very exciting make sure you're part of that make sure you're part of our patreon community and we will see you at emerald city comic-con next week february 28th at 5 p.m uh outside uh outsiders uh, comic outsider comics and geek Boutique. DJ's going to be doing the signing, so bring your comic or buy your comic when you're there, uh, which will be very fun. DJ, anything you'd like to plug? As always, you can check out more about my comic at chaostheorycomic.com, and you can follow follow me at DJ Talks Trash any place that matters, and I'm super excited to meet up with you at Emerald City Comic Con, so come say hi. Come say hi. Hi, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel for more weekly movie reviews. There will not be one next week because we will be at Emerald City, City Comic Con, yeah. but we are going to be uh, recording a fun adventure vlog, and we're going to be doing special like uh, live streams and such, some on the Only Stupid Answers Instagram, so make sure you're following there, but also on the Patreon, so you're getting your money's worth while we're there, so make sure you're a part of that community. I'm at Sam Basher, everywhere that matters. Uh, make sure you uh, rate and review this on iTunes. We love that you do that. I've been yep. throwing a bunch of info at you. Yeah, you I hope better, you're writing it down. You better have written it all down, uh, but guys, thank you so so much we really appreciate uh, all that you do for us this has been a crazy two years and we're coming up on our 100th episode in yeah next, i think we can start counting down weeks it's I, a couple months a couple months yeah or a lot of weeks yeah however you like to look at or it like eight nine weeks there you go yeah. uh but guys thank you so much for watching this uh listening to uh to enjoy uh, consuming this episode um we love you uh think about it, bad mama jamma play that all week yeah. to think about us oh wait if you only listen to this you missed the fun uh hangout from the patreon peeps yep oh well <laughs> well what a what a weird way to end the episode bye <laughs>
Oh my god, that scared the bejesus out of me.